Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket, brought to you by Colgan Water. And we're just going over the news of the day, which isn't good news. Uh, it's, uh, no. it's at least questionable news here as uh, Xavier Betts, wide receiver, future with Nebraska football. Uh, his uh, future with the football team is now in question. He is not a member of the team right now, Coach Frost said, uh, as uh, as far as we know, hasn't come back from spring break, basically. Uh, so he hasn't been part of their practices the last few days. Uh, but he wasn't really wanting to go too much further into it than that, other than um, expressing confidence that the wide receiver room will be good either way with it, you know the, the hands uh, there that they've had with their new coaching staff. But um, it's a uh, it's it's kind of mixed reviews from a lot of people, and, and it's probably going. You know, I, I think that this is um, you know we talk about a split fan base at times. I don't think that there's a split fan base necessarily, but through like five years of losing yet at some point we're all just kind of coming to our own different ideas of what needs to be done and what can be done and how much this matters and and all that stuff so again i don't want to say a a split fan base or a split reaction but it it, it kind of is it's it's not split down the middle there's all different type of feelings about the reaction and and kind of what it means so we'll run through some of what you guys said here on the starter him and text line we encourage anybody else who hasn't uh, contributed yet to go ahead and let us know your feelings. 402 464 5685. I like Lemon, first of all. You mentioned this during the break. He's got a uh, Lemon uh, Texan and he's got a St. Peter's uh, ping pong ball that we that gave is out. awesome. So we had these ping pong Shout balls with you. all the names of uh, the teams in, in the March Madness. And who, whoever get, has the, the ping pong balls with the final four teams <laughs> will get prizes. When he drew St. Peter's, I'm surprised he didn't just toss it right in the trash. That's what <laughs> I would have done. He should have been jumping for joy. Yeah, now he knows. Now oh, he's learning. Awesome. I'm, I'm rooting for yeah. you, man. That's awesome. All the that's way to awesome. the final four. That's what I'm Screw hoping it. for St. Peter's now. We'll give point. him a little extra something is what we should do. <laughs> Drinks on me if that's the case. That's awesome. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, he does say, by the way, um, that Palmer and Manning should be the one and two likely and that they're going to be more cautious with yeah. injuries this offseason. I bet if we were playing Iowa today, one of those two tight ends would be playing. And certainly that would you know play into it because you do play with injuries down the stretch. Everybody's playing a little bit hurt. Um, but it is, you know, you just like to see the start, especially bringing in a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator. They're just spot playing all these different players. You know, you don't have exactly. your full offensive line. Uh, right now, you don't have your receiving core. The tight ends are, are, are mismatched. The, the running backs are even, you know, gave a lot of uncertainty. Every position. But yeah. that part of that, that's football. You know, there's going to be a lot of injuries that go into it. Uh, I would agree with the sentiment, though, that Manning and Palmer are one and two. I'd probably yeah. agree with that. And another text asked, do you think this puts more weight on Omar Manning? And I, I think that at this point it, it does because I thought Omar, Omar – I thought Palmer looks like a good slot receiver. Now, Omar's been playing in the slot a little bit, too. Um, so you kind of wonder how this sort of thing w- would change that as well. He could use his size, obviously, on you know sh- short yard slants, stuff like that. From it within the slot, that would have been nice. Uh, and I think he'll still probably, you know, they'll rotate him if they like what they see there. But, it, yeah, naturally it does. And, and Omar um, also is a guy that, you know, we could probably put a question mark around. He finally seemed to be hitting his stride last year, which was good. But you remember two years ago he was the number one recruit in the class and didn't play. Um, so, it you know, even though he's 
um, on the right track now. He's also part of the frustration over the years of not being able uh, to field a team over 500 for different reasons of not being able to play your best players. But I do think it would put a little bit more pressure on Omar Manning if Xavier uh, doesn't return. Um, another text says, do we know for sure he isn't coming back? Uh, we don't know that. And no. Frost was uh, sounded like that was you know kind of open-ended. He was going to leave that open. Uh, he also says, do you think it was a situation over him not wanting to step up and learn the playbook? As Mickey Joseph stated that if anybody didn't want to step up, they, needed, they didn't need to be on the team. Uh, I think there's I, – I don't know if it's the playbook, but from what I've been hearing is it does seem to be – um, a, a kind of a question of commitment to football, you know, once again for him is, uh, and, and that makes sense for what we've seen over his career. He stepped on campus. That guy should be on the field right away. Everybody was saying it. He'd have these big mm-hmm. plays left and right, um, but not get a whole lot of snaps. And so the big question mark the last couple of years has been, why isn't he on the field? Um, this could go further into um, maybe, why maybe, that right. maybe he wasn't looking the best at practice is that he's not 100% in on it. And I do I do think that there could be a thing at play where, you know, Mickey Joseph, um, it's almost, you know, Mickey Joseph didn't <laughs> recruit him. You've got to go through all these different things, of, you know, all these personalities, different backgrounds on the wide receiver unit uh, and make it mesh, right? Um, I, I do think that there might be, of a thing where Mickey Joseph is just so much of a football guy, and he's gonna be he's gonna be asking a hundred percent from everybody. Don't let anybody don't let anything slide. Um, the whole room's gonna get better. All that sort of thing. Um, and if if Best just isn't committed to football, that could almost become overwhelming as right. to maybe what he's gotten accustomed to, which maybe is is not right or wrong. In fact, I prefer the Joseph style, um, but of being able to maybe get away with. Not being a hundred percent a football guy, but work, you know, just relying on his athleticism to get out there and and, right. and at least be that big player threat. And it's tough too because now, with the nature of college football and how easy it is to enter the transfer portal and just the the moving around of of, of roster spots, it seems like every other month we're talking about a new guy transferring in or out. So th- there's something to be said for that. If, if you don't like Mickey Joseph's style, what's stopping you from jumping ship and going to another school? Nothing. Yeah, not I mean, anymore. That's the thing, especially in March. I mean, I don't even think – I don't know how late into the season or into the, the preseason, offseason you can transfer, but I'm pretty sure if he wanted to – correct me if I'm wrong, Bach – he could jump ship and play for a new school starting next season. Yeah, he's, he hasn't had, his, uh, has a, had, a, had a transfer and, yet. And that's the thing. Now, and that's why it's tough, too, is these coaches, you have to manage that. And it, it probably is difficult for both Xavier Betts and Mickey Joseph. You come in, this is how you want to run your program, this is how you want to run your wide receiver room. Someone's not having it. They have every o- obligation. If they want to, they can just jump ship. So it is tough, and it is meshing those personalities and managing those personalities, and that does make it difficult. Well, and the other part of it that somebody mentioned off the text line that hurts a little bit in this discussion is that he was at least an in-state kid. Um, so, you know, the, and as for what it's worth, Xavier Watts went off to, to Notre Dame, the same class that Xavier Betts came to Nebraska, two four-star wide receivers. And, um, you know, you wanted to get one of those guys, and, and they did. And I think the early returns have been good, but again, with question marks around it, you know, thinking that he might should get more of an opportunity. Um, and now you're, you're kind of just worried that he might not – not return at all, but I mean, it's still possible that he returns, and this is just kind of the news of the day. And then, you know, a week from now, maybe they they do get him back, or who knows, later in the season. Um, wouldn't be the first time that they've had guys off the team. But remember, you know, this didn't really work well with on and off the team for Maurice Washington. But it, I think it happens more than we probably know. 
um, you know, not just at Nebraska, but everywhere where guys get frustrated, um, c- contemplate transferring, you know, maybe miss a practice or two and then get back on the team. Um, but this situation is, is, is far enough along that they at least wanted to update and say, uh, at least as of now, he's not on the team. So uh, that's where we are for Nebraska football today. Uh, we, uh, I mean, I guess there was a little bit of other news, nothing really groundbreaking. Uh, Nori Noelli uh, still pretty, was able to talk. He was pretty optimistic still about what they've been doing on that offensive line with, Good uh, to hear. with coach Donovan Riola. Um, and it's just, you know, you keep hearing about how they're kind of getting off the snap a lot better. And man, is that, I mean, that's huge when you're playing offensive line. Again, they're playing with uh, probably without two of their starters on the offensive mm-hmm. line right now, um, but uh, just because of injury. Um, but it's good to see, and especially depth. I mean, you need you need to get more depth in there um, to feel good about it. If if one of those guys you know go down, he dealt with injuries last year, um, and that was the biggest problem for the offensive lineman. We we can complain about wide receiver and position groups and and worry about that all we want. We'll be honest, if if this offensive line isn't better than last year's, and they brought in Raiola to fix that. Um, I just don't see there's much that you can do as far as getting too much better. Um, you know, you're just going to have to hope that Casey Thompson's as much of a magician at times as Adrian Martinez was. I know right. he struggled down the stretch and especially in games uh, in the fourth quarter and final two minutes and all that stuff. But for some of that time, he was just a miracle worker. Mm-hmm. The plays that he was able to, you know, the, the trouble that he was able to get out of and find guys open downfield and extend drives and he really did that better last season than he had in previous seasons. But uh, I, I'll say this till the end. I, I, I know that offense, you know, you had to blow it up, the whole staff, all that stuff. Every, you know, that had to be what we ended up blaming so that you can bring Frost back another year right. and say, well, this was the problem. I'm still impressed with those offensive numbers they had considering how poor their offensive line play was. Um, you know, just for a majority of the season, or especially in those pressure moments. So, um very interesting stuff for Nebraska football. At least uh, the spring game's around the corner, so that should make us all feel a little bit better because some wide receiver that we've never heard of will jump out there and make a big play. And like, well, maybe that guy can help out a little bit more. Um, but I think that is also one thing to note, too, is that there is, uh, you know, with Garcia Castaneda and Trey Palmer, um, Oliver Martin's the guy that gets lost in that group. Brody Belt, for what it's worth, has, has been a big— <laughs> He's a football guy. Yeah, he's a football guy, but he can play running back or wide yeah. receiver, get snaps yeah. there. Um, so it is a position at least you feel you have a little depth there if you do end up not having Xavier Betts back with the program. One thing real quick before we go to break, Baca. Texter writes in, everyone was assuming that he would take that next step, but a lot of guys never do. Going back to the pressure thing on Omar Manning, I think it was kind of the same reality, the same concept, right? I mean, you would assume one of those guys, after losing the weapons that they did, would take that next step. So I guess it does put more pressure in Omar Manning on that sense that one of those two guys are going to take that next step. Now it probably has to be Omar Manning. Also, my dad texts in and says, I hear Virginia Tech needs some wide receivers and a quarterback while they're at it. Virginia Tech needs everything. That's why they got Fildarius Payne. So That's if there right. are any other Nebraska players that really want to go to Virginia and play Virginia Tech, <laughs> be my guest. They're going to be awful next season. Yeah, but at least they're they're off of uh, they're off. They got Brent Pryan. At least it's a new it's a new uh, type of type of awful. See. That's that's knows. better than the same awful. I think. Look, that's why we're all in on Nebraska this season, Bach. <laughs> Eight nine wins. Let's go. As, as, your, as your win number hasn't hasn't dropped after the Savior Bets news as of yet. No, no, it would take something a little bit more catastrophic to say the least for me to drop a win at this point. I'm only adding wins, baby. Let's go. <laughs> we have to go to ten. So be it. Oh man. Wouldn't yeah, that be nice? That would be Wouldn't nice. That be something? It's just hard to believe it, but uh, at least you can believe it, and that's 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 uh, at least good enough for you. <laughs> Inside your head, you're having fun there. <laughs> what are you? So are you still at six and six? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. That's and that's kind of hopeful. I've been at, I've been stuck at six and six for years. Wait till after that spring game, it's gonna look crisp. It's gonna look clean. You're gonna be coming back saying nine right with me. Yeah, I hope so. We'll take a break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of Sweet 16 coming up for you tonight. That's next here on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 